0: You're listening to episode number 372 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas.
1: Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas.
2: Welcome to Vegas.
0: Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule.
1: Who's The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara.
2: The MGM Grand. This isn't the real
0: Caesars Palace, is it?
2: want to gamble. They always put the machines
0: that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road i think probably anywhere in the world
1: kicking ass in vegas vegas baby vegas baby welcome to las vegas
2: now i know what karen's would be tony but if you were in vegas right now and you could only do one thing what would it be
1: Wait, how do you know what mine would be? Because
2: yours is gonna be if there's one thing that, that you can do, what's it gonna be? Eat. Exactly. <laughs> You're gonna go eat at Bizarre Meat. Probably. Yeah.
0: Um my answer would be play some um double deck blackjack at the California. Nice. Oh,
1: pitch. How I
0: miss the exactly. Right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's just it's so much fun and when we did it, uh pre Vegas Vacation ten with you me and jason that was just it was just that's just an enjoyable time for
2: me <laughs> i just just what, sit what, there i mean were we even
0: playing like 15 a hand blackjack yeah we, were, yeah we were yikes that is normally under any other situation really kind of outside i shouldn't say outside it's at the upper end of my comfort zone oh yeah um but you know what when it's when it's like me and two other of my, and to the best of my recollection, for most of it, it was just the three of us. Yeah. Meaning there weren't other other you know folks that weren't a part of our otherwise three sixty Vegas group. So it just meant that it was the three of us at the table. If we wanted to take a little bit longer, maybe to look at what's the proper play here, or should we do this? Shouldn't we do this? I mean, it's just it was there was no pressure on anybody. You just sit there and you have fun. And I think we we slow played it to an extent where hopefully most folk walked away about even ish.
1: Yeah. It, it wasn't so good for me, but that was okay. It was a good time.
0: Right. Exactly. That's all that really matters.
1: <laughs> well, and before we get in, I have to do a quick yeah. shout out if that's okay. So yeah. I had the opportunity last weekend to record with Graham from the chef Timoney podcast. Um, and it was a Vegas call in show, um, with some huge Vegas food podcasters and chefs and all that kind of stuff, so it had um, Kelly and Julian from Vegas Confessions, Louis Victa and Lorraine Moss from Two Sharp Chefs, and Christy Totten from Name Drop San Diego, and it was all talking about like their favorite um, Vegas food experiences. Um, and it just it was so much fun to record with him, and that episode came out today. So if you like Vegas food, check out um, Chef Demoni. Uh, probably anywhere that you get podcasts so it was a lot of fun and again thank you Graham for letting me jump on and thank you to Chris from Faces and Aces because he actually got us connected so how do you spell that fresh dimoni chef dimoni C-H-E-F-T-I-M-O-N-Y chef like dimoni yeah but chef chef, okay. chef. dimoni
0: <laughs> that's kick ass thank you for uh, for talking about that I will make sure to uh, to pull, find it, pull it up and listen to it All right, but I think we should probably start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas.
2: It is illegal on Fremont Street to consume packaged liquor within a 1,000 feet of the store where it was purchased. <laughs> we got that from at VitoVegas.
1: Is this another one of those laws, like, you know, it's illegal to consume pot except on private property that the cops just ignore? Because That's
2: exactly what I it mean, is. come on,
1: people crack open those tall boys from the yeah. ABC shop before they're yeah. even out the door. They're <laughs> not right. even out the store. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're you're giving me my change and I'm already halfway through the tall <laughs> <laughs> boy. Especially
1: when they got the two for one specials. I mean oh my God, you yes. gotta chug the first one so that Absolutely. you can nurse the second one Ebs- while it's still cold.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> Next up is the twit pick of the week.
1: At
2: Maverick Heli captured a picture so good it looks like an artist's rendering of Circa and not an actual photograph circa is without a doubt the most impressive new casino to open in over a decade and the first to be built on fremont in 50 years she really is the jewel of downtown and one hell of a sexy building that i thought it was fake when i first saw it
1: it has to be that's gotta be enhanced
2: i, I that's what i thought but uh, all all reports are that that's a legit solid photo
1: i still Mm. if it is legit that's incredible i still think it's enhanced i mean it's it's (laughs) gorgeous either way but i mean it's it's enhanced because the lights are turned on but but nothing was
0: done to the right yeah it wasn't
2: enhanced
0: yeah, it's it is gorgeous. It's matter of fact it makes me just ever so slightly queasy looking at it when I when I see it from the angle <laughs> that it's at because the first picture of the 3 actually makes it look like an L shape where the top of the L is coming straight at you and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what angle they would have been on in that helicopter <laughs> at the time they were taking that picture, but it makes me queasy just looking at it, but it's they're beautiful pictures." Yeah. As always, We will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. First up, Vici buys MGM Growth.
2: It was announced this week that Caesars Vici Properties, a real estate investment trust otherwise known as a REIT, will purchase MGM Growth Properties for $17.2 billion in a combination of cash and stock. Once the transaction is complete, Vici Properties will enter into a long-term lease with MGM Resorts, who will continue to run the sold properties and pay $860 million in rent. Vici has been on a spending spree recently, purchasing Venetian and Palazzo. Overall... This will have little impact on things customer facing. It is s-
0: interesting, though, to have this one entity owning so much of the, th- you know, land. Yeah,
2: even that- if yeah, exactly. Even yeah. if it's just the land, it still feels like it's wrong. Like there's something really wrong with it.
1: Yeah. Yes, but now they're. The Venetian Palazzo—they're actually running or going to run, right? Versus the MGM, they're just—it's a sale leaseback. Kind that's, of right,
2: thing. that's right. That's right. The Vici will be running Venetian Palazzo.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah,
2: not a yeah. leaseback.
1: And I also find it interesting that this—you know—former spinoff of Caesar's is now buying everything up in sight. I know, right? Like
2: the whole spinoff was because they—they w- they didn't want to run themselves so into debt, and then they immediately do it again.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. Fair observation. Uh,
0: next up, and this one was, this was actually news to me because I didn't realize the fellow was still alive, yeah, same but here. <laughs> Alan Glick has died. Alan Glick, the former
2: frontman of the Argent Corporation, owners of the Stardust, Fremont, the Hacienda, and the Marina, died this week at the age of 79 after a prolonged battle with cancer. Glick was the inspiration for the character Philip Green in the movie Casino, portrayed by Kevin Pollock. In the mid-1970s, he bought into the market when he acquired the Hacienda. Then he received a $62.5 million loan from the Teamsters Union to purchase Recreon Corporation, owners of Stardust and Fremont. Then he hired Frank Lefty Rosenthal to run the properties, while the Mafia skimmed what is believed to be several million dollars under his watch. Glick was forced to sell his properties at the end of the 70s. He was never charged with a crime in relation to the skim, and became a cooperating witness in the prosecution against those accused. At his peak, the only person in Vegas history to own more properties was Howard Hughes.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised he was alive too. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I uh,
0: I saw an article, somebody that I think just conceptually we all probably follow on on um, on Twitter, because I don't remember who specifically it was, and I would give them credit if I if I could, uh, had posted an article about the fact that he had passed away. And in there it said that he purchased uh, he, he got involved in these these casinos in con, uh, roughly on or about uh, August of 1974. So I did mm-hmm. the math based on how long ago that was versus how old he is now, uh, dying at 79. The guy was 32 years old yeah, wow. when he was owning. Uh, the hacienda, the Stardust, the Fremont, and I'm I'm 44 years old. And I'm like, what the fuck have I done with my life? Right.
2: <laughs>
0: this guy had owned four casinos, you know, in the time that I am now, and I own zero casinos. Right. Like, oh, that's just bo- both um, incredibly de- depressing. But also, like,
1: just, <laughs> the things were so much simpler back in 1974. Right. <laughs> it does make you sometimes when you hear about people that did all this crazy stuff when they were much younger than I am now, you're kind of like, it, it, to Tony's point. I always go back <laughs> to the
2: Beatles. I always think about what was I doing in my early 20s?
1: Right. Not the biggest musical act right. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
0: finally, tell me about Vegas Barbie.
2: Las Vegas doctor Audrey Sue Cruz has been made into a Barbie for the Toy Lines Tribute to First responder series. A total of six female first responders from around the world were given the honor. Barbie announced it will donate $5 for each Barbie sold at Target in August to First Responders Children's Foundation, which supports families of first responders.
1: It kind of makes me want to go out and buy my first Barbie in forever. I know, know, right? At
0: first I thought, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy one. And then I thought, or Tony, you could actually take the money that you would go to buy this particular Barbie and just donate all of it (laughs) to the First Responders (laughs) Children Foundation. Yeah, that
1: that would make more sense. Uh, But I
2: like this middle man.
1: (laughs) Well, and I would imagine that um, Dr. Cruz's Barbie is going to be very difficult to find around here
2: you would think yeah yeah
1: because you know she's the the hometown girl so yeah um, i would imagine that would be tough to find but for her that's an awesome tribute i mean especially that there's only one out of six right you know or there's only six in that that they're making and she got one of them so right pretty awesome awesome.
0: all right let's move into prop bets for those of you unfamiliar prop bets is an extension of the news but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items first up the Las Vegas Sun is reporting that the latest mask mandate will be in place for at least two weeks. It's said that if the CDC, however, changes their recommendations, well, then the state is going to follow. At least we have that. At least we have that.
1: Yeah, I I, I just
0: because there's nothing more. if frustrated. I were a betting
1: person, I would say it's going to be longer than two weeks. Yeah, but I mean. Although it could surprise me because the CDC dropped the mass mandate the first time so fast. Boy, they did. Right. Yeah, that, no know. one saw it coming. No, so uh, who knows? Yeah. This week, Wynn reopened the bar, formerly known as Parasol Up, rebranded as Overlook Lounge. Eater Vegas speculates that Parasol Down will soon close to undergo a similar rebranding.
2: Isn't there an Overlook already at uh, Circa?
1: There
2: sure is. There huh? is. That's right, that's right.
1: But it's a bar. It's not a lounge.
2: Oh, gotcha. So
1: huge difference there. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> right. Per the Las Vegas Review-Journal, unvaccinated residents account for nearly all new COVID infections, but sure, everybody needs to wear a mask. <laughs> I, I'm I, so salty over that. I'm not
0: touching uh, it. For good reason. I, I think if, if I have one big gripe, it's more than anything else, My is the fact that those that aren't getting Vaccinated are creating a new variant, which I've heard is called, could be called uh, Delta Plus, could be called um, Lambda. Delta and and Delta that's Plus. where the folks are concerned. Well, maybe the people like us who've gotten our vaccines, um, that vaccination won't protect against whatever the newest iteration is. I'm like, I'm going to need a booster shot. And that's fine. That's fine. I'll get the booster shot. But fucking A. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I'm
2: just of the opinion that, listen, we we have this, this way to, to address this issue. Those who are pro-vaccination went out and got their shots, and then the people that don't want to, you can't make them fucking take it. So if they're the ones all going to the hospital, then it seems like... Well, that's what they're, they
1: wanted. They're for- forcing those of us that are vaccinated to wear the mask to protect the people that refuse to help themselves. Right. And those Which are the is people I'm frustrated with.
2: If you don't want to get this vaccination, uh, I, that's fine. I don't care. Other than I don't want to wear a mask because you won't. You won't do yeah. that,
0: right. it. Right. Yeah. Free parking is no longer available at Planet Hollywood's Miracle Mile shops.
1: Oh, we knew that was yep. coming. Yeah. Ooh, and sad news former twit pick of the week winner several times over and public information office for Nevada Department of Transportation at Tony Ilya passed away this week The cause of his death was not disclosed
2: Yeah that guy I've, I've chatted with that guy on the side I mean yeah. that's why when he started copying us in like two years ago three years ago um, every week when he would do his uh, his weekly his pick yeah, yeah his, his week- throwback throwback pick that's yeah. a bummer. I think it he's actually, uh, you'll, you'll find that name um, I- if you read a lot of architecture things about yeah. Vegas. You'll find that name.
1: Hmm. Now you've got me wanting to, and this is going to sound morbid, but you have be wanting to check the obits just to see if they give any more detail on how old he was, yeah. what might have happened, right, any of that right. other stuff. Yeah. Well, and
0: doubly morbid, I've put my uh, resume in for a public information office at the Nevada Transportation <laughs> uh, Department, <laughs> just because I've heard there may be an opening. Tony, so. <laughs> found a way in found a way in (laughs) life will find a way all right moving along quickly
2: brooks and dunn and reba mcintyre's residency at the coliseum at caesar's palace billed as the longest running country music residency in vegas is coming to an end this december no speculation as to whether they will relocate to another vegas venue
1: wait so so they're coming to an end or they're already at an end because they haven't come back yet
2: right yeah they're coming back Oh, they are. Yeah, they—they've got one more run, I think, in December, and they're done. Okay.
0: Todd English is opening another incarnation of Olives. This time at Virgin Hotel. If the name Olives is familiar, that's probably because it used to be at the Bellagio for twenty years until it was closed due to allegations of sexual misconduct by Todd English. The R.J. article didn't even mention that past allegation.
2: I gotta, I gotta give shit to Vegas Eater too because they did an article on it, and same thing didn't mention that.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, um, our our buddy Ted Newkirk has said this, and, and, and both, you know, in his in his newsletter, and and then just you know privately through say tweets or right, Facebooks or right. whatnot. But you know, he said one of the things about Vegas is, good, bad, or otherwise, Vegas has a tendency to kind of well, sweep things under the rug. Oh, yeah. Primarily, and in, in, again, this is just just a, a hypothetical. The theory being the city was technically born because of mob interests right, like the right. city is well familiar with the concept of not really talking about the seedier side <laughs> right. of you know, the underbelly if you will of, of vegas it's more of the hey look at this part this is this is great this is new i, I gotta say although i certainly don't condone um sexual misconduct i loved his olives restaurant at um, at the bellagio they had a couple of cocktails that were just outstanding and, and I would go in simply I'd go in I'd sit at the bar I'd order two cocktails I mean not at the same time but I would I would sit there <laughs> I would order and enjoy two cocktails pay my tab and, and off I'd go it was nice. I was a little bummed to hear about you know what Mr. English was doing with my $25 per cocktail money <laughs> after it was done
1: yeah I don't think I've ever no we ate at his pub once didn't we
0: yes
2: we did yeah, English that's, pub. A, yep. that's
1: the only place I think I've ever eaten of his so He's not going to be high on my list to jump back into it.
2: That was a nice place, though. Plus,
1: it's at Virgin, so it's, you know, a little out of the way. Yeah. At least he's still banned from the strip. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Caesars Sportsbook betting app is now here, brought to you by the people at William Hill. The press release clarified that the app integrates with the Caesars Rewards loyalty program. Two
2: females were found dead in their room at Palm's Place. The cause is believed to be a murder-suicide. Only because that happened at Palm's Place did that make the... Uh, as a prop So, Jesus.
1: wait, so the, they must have lived there?
2: Or were staying there. I believe they... Isn't that a place where Airbnb goes on?
1: Well, you're not supposed to do Airbnb in Vegas, period. But
2: oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, technically it's not allowed.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Then I guess they they must be must have been living there. That's the only other way that I would think that it makes sense. All
0: right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, send this little news bite to my wife and make her uh, Scooby doo the shit out there of this because I want to know more. <laughs> there you go. Vegas Golden Knights are offering partial season passes for the first time in their history. Packages will start at 11 games, or excuse me, packages are for 11 games.
2: Yeah, good for them. I'm glad that that now they're appealing to less. Or to less affluent people. Well,
1: I, I just wonder how much those 11 oh, game sure packages are going to cost.
2: astronomical, yeah. Because, yeah. like,
1: single game tickets are astronomical. Right. An urban climber was arrested this week after he climbed Aria's 60 story hotel tower. Upon arrest, the 22 year old climber claimed that he had been scouting Aria for a year and made the climb to protest the mask mandate.
2: (laughs) Jeez. For a year, then this guy officially hates masks more than I do. Well,
1: so if he's 22, he probably turned 21 when Vegas was shut down and he was mad. He was going to be coming for his 21st birthday. Exactly. And he couldn't do that. And he was like, God damn it. Hey,
0: fuck it! I'm climbing this building. Right. right. <laughs> I am also remarkably skeptical as to the truthiness of his reasoning. Right.
1: Other than he just wanted right. the attention of climbing the building. Mandate, can he
0: legitimately argue that maybe he's trying to make a First Amendment speech argument? I, I think it's weak. But yeah. you got if you can tie it into something public policy related. Yeah. I don't that's know. all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Originally planned to reopen in October, Cirque du Soleil production Ka at MGM Grand is being delayed due to the recent COVID spike. Vital Vegas reports the new project will return in 2020, or the new projected return is 2022.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that the final answer?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's a bummer, um, because I I know you've agreed to go see this show, so I kind of was looking forward to it, but I completely understand why. I mean, as it is, you know, going to see a show right now and having to wear a mask all the way through, it's going to suck. Yeah. But.
0: MGM Resorts donated two acres of land from the outdoor concert venue where the October 2017 mass shooting took place for a permanent memorial honoring the victims and survivors of said tragedy. Last September, a judge approved an. $800 million settlement from MGM to cover the 4,400 victims and their relatives.
1: I thought I heard that they were going to turn that into a parking lot.
0: What well, is a parking
2: lot right now?
1: No, that they were actually—that's what they were going to use it for. Because I remember watching a news article that talked about it becoming a parking lot for like the Raiders events or stuff at Allegiant Stadium. Maybe it will. And they—they they sarcastically said something about you know Caesar's prom or Caesar's MGM promised before to turn this into a memorial, and they're not doing that. Hmm. Right now I I'm mean,
0: I guess to what degree are they setting up a quote-unquote memorial? I mean, is it just going to be a a plaque? Because if it's just a plaque, you could certainly put that on a parking. Why, why would they donate two acres <laughs> for, for a plaque? plaque? Yeah. <laughs> right, that's
1: true. That's no, true. And it, I thought it before, has a really
2: long runway to walk up to it.
1: it. It was supposed to be like have a survivor center and um, like memorials to all the victims and all. Like it was supposed to be a whole thing, like a civic, uh, like a community center sort of thing, hmm. was what they had yeah, originally talked on about. The strip, yeah. Well, think about it. There's a lot of people on the Strip that could probably use the, the, the help in the counseling. <laughs> <That's>,
2: <laughs> yeah, very
1: true, Karen. That's <laughs> it's awesome. It's kind of like how the, uh, the, the police put up a, a remote station just north of a, uh, Resorts World. They figure, yeah, it might be a good idea to increase the police presence in that area. Yeah. Eater Vegas reports that after three years of planning and construction dating back to 2018, Korean barbecue place Kang's Kitchen has opened at Rio. The Signature Meal cost $8.88. Try again. 88. Oh, $88. There's too many eights in there. Sure. Signature Meal cost $88.88 and features prime rib, ribeye, beef tartare, hand rub season steak, short rib, pork belly, pork neck, and a beef short rib soup. That sounds like too much. That's a lot. I mean, it depends. On, right. But I assume
0: that that's probably a, a you know, would serve conservatively two maybe... Yeah, I I guess probably two. I would think
1: two would make sense. Yeah, at least then it's only forty-four dollars and forty-four cents a piece. That's much more reasonable, right? Although I was I was thinking for eighty-eight bucks, like all of the different types of beef that you get. I mean, that's a lot of meat there.
2: I know, right? That's what I was thinking. Absolutely. Kiss bassist Gene Simmons is debuting a collection of his sketches and paintings at an amazing gallery at Venetian's Grand Canal shops from October fourteenth through the sixteenth. The RJ reports that Simmons. Recently moved to Henderson, fueling speculation that a Kiss residency is in the cards at Zappos Theater.
0: Right, right. I'm not a Kiss fan, but for those that that grew up in that era, I bet you this is going to be super cool. Especially if you're going to already be in town, I would absolutely make the hike up, you know, to the Venetian if I were there that particular weekend or whatever the dates of the 14th to the 16th would be in October to meet somebody that I grew up listening to. yeah Sure. Somebody that I will not go see, (laughs) (laughs) nor did I, nor did I grow up listening to naked boys singing featuring Aaron Carter begins a 12 week residency at the jewel box theater. I just love the name, which I'm sure (laughs) isn't, is totally intentional. Uh, that's going to be in the Erotic Heritage Museum. Now, the show has no plot, but features songs about various issues, including gay life, male nudity, coming out, circumcision, and love. Well,
2: so, so I guess so well. pu- pu- puppetry of the penis is done.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to make of this show. Like I'm, I, I actually, I'll be the first to concede. I actually am kind of curious. Whoa, I better be careful. I, I'm, I'm curious about <laughs> seeing this particular show. I, I just, this is, it's interesting. Listen, I get it, and and I love that they're trying things, seeing if it works. Different, you know, bring different acts in. This isn't necessarily for me, but it's it's. I, I'm, I just I'm wonder. Really
1: intrigued. I just wonder if Aaron Carter isn't so desperate for attention. He goes, "Yeah, sure, I'll go on stage and sing naked. I don't yeah. care."
0: Right. Supposedly, oh, he's sure. got like Especially a face tattoo. the whole thing yeah, that happened was, between was, him and his amazed. brother about a year or so ago, the guy is just totally and utterly attention seeking. What
1: happened between him and his brother? Or don't I want to know? So, very, very,
0: very long story short, I guess Aaron Carter during his very very brief heyday uh may not have been the nicest male to females um oh. and th- there's there's some sort of fight going on between him and and his brother nick the older brother from um Boys. one of
2: the Backstreet. boy
0: bands Backstreet. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and and i guess he's he's just I, I guess aaron carter's just dealing with things right now so hopefully he's Clean, and when I say dealing with things, I mean, I guess drug and alcohol abuse have been a major thing. I I
1: did hear a lot about that too, yeah.
0: Yeah. Not not that all people
2: who have face tattoos are are on drugs. No, that's true. That's true.
1: But there does seem to be a relatively high correlation. (laughs) Right,
2: yes. It seems to be forming a stereotype. The
1: funny thing is, now I'm trying to find a picture of the face tattoo and I can't find it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Oh, that's me next. Yep. CDC Gaming reports that a federal judge has revived elements of a securities fraud lawsuit for allegations that executive at Wynn Resorts knew about and disregarded reports of sexual harassment and misconduct against founder Steve Wynn.
2: Yeah, I was kind of surprised when they threw it out. Yeah,
1: so honestly, yes
2: continuing to find new ways to alienate people it was announced that sahara will now start charging a $1.99 gratuity per night for housekeeping on top of their resort fee wow i know yeah. that's fucked up
0: it is and i know i said it last week and i will when i read this i will reiterate what i said last week vegas i love you i love you so much vegas you're going through something right now. You are the Aaron Carter of the West <laughs> because you're working through something and I can't figure it out, but you gotta, you gotta just please Vegas be better. Yeah. That that's ridiculous. again, I don't inherently have a problem with you, including a $2 gratuity for housekeeping. I mean, it does somewhat bother me that housekeeping doesn't come in always. As a matter of fact, at least from Caesar's standpoint, they don't even want, uh, uh, housekeeping to go in. Right. But now you're going to start charging folks two bucks for something that maybe, maybe they're coming in to do. I just, I, it seems like this is unnecessary. And again, if you're going to charge it as if it's not bad enough, you're not rolling the resorts fee yeah. resort fees into the price, right. Right. just you're roll it into it the resort fee. Then yeah. it just, I anyway, mean, mm. nickel and diming. I'm over it. The strat reported its highest quarterly revenue and income in the company's history yielding 103.8 million dollars on 292.5 million dollars in revenue. Stratosphere completed a 110 million dollar renovation in January of 2020. I
2: think that's uh that's a record for the company that currently owns it. I don't think it's as as long as they've existed.
0: No, it's oh, still. Okay. Yeah. But still, it, it did seem kind of low for as long as the strat had been around. But I thought, oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I've never stayed there, so I guess I can't right. contribute to that bottom bottom line anyway. Right.
1: And finally, Vital Vegas is reporting that, even though they got rid of their kino room, four queens elected to keep the stained glass signage. That's mm. cool. Which is good, because it's really pretty. Yes, yeah, nice.
0: it is pretty. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions brought to you by Vegas.com is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Lovers and Friends, a new music festival featuring some of the biggest names in hip-hop and R&B, including Usher, Lauren Hill, Ashante, Jodeci, mm-hmm. and Neo is coming to the Las Vegas Festival. Grounds. Oh, well, it says <laughs> at the Las Vegas Festival. Festival. Oh, there's more. There's, there's more. another sentence here. <laughs> it's coming to the Las Vegas grounds in 2022, specifically Saturday, May 14th. Show starts at noon. Tickets start at $175. That lineup that, is amazing.
1: That is a good lineup. I'm yeah. impressed. And
0: that's just that's just the names I pulled out.
2: Seriously, I'm going to show yeah. you after that. Like, I could have gone on for a paragraph. Like, it's it's shocking how good it is. I might be interested in going to wow. this.
1: Well, there you go. And One Republic is performing at Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood, Saturday and Sunday, September 5th and si- or excuse me, 4th and 5th. Show starts at 9 p.m. and tickets start at $80. I would go see them again. Yeah. They put on a good show. Yeah. And they've got more new songs out since the last time we saw <laughs> Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions on the blog. Let's check the river.
1: Ah!
2: I got for you. Sorry. Yeah, I
0: know. I like. I like this. No, no. Okay. Do you want? Do you want me to shut the fuck up and let you do a? This is new, or do you want to? No, no, do you want me ahead. to read it and let you do a jive on it? No, you're good. A jive. <laughs> a jive, you honky. He snorted. Right. That's right. Oh my god, I love, love, love. Of the scene from Airplane where June Allison, who played the mom on Leave It to Beaver, starts talking jive. Starts talking jive, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, it's shit. It's I, no
1: today. I, <laughs> I have never seen the movie. It's a good oh movie. My, it's, it's such a
0: boy movie. It doesn't surprise it? me that you haven't seen it. I made my wife watch it. Hand to God, I made her watch it within the last three or four months, and she barely lasted. 20 minutes <laughs> into it before she started playing on her phone because the humor is just truly like boy humor well, it's, it's, it's like that
1: whole naked gun humor oh kind it, of stuff, it, it isn't is it, right? yeah yeah okay no then that, that. that's that's not up my not up my I, alley. Get it.
0: I get it i i i find those guys that do the i, I want to say their zucker is their last name the, the brothers you know they did the 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 airplane movies. They parlayed that into the naked gun movies. Uh, they even did a couple of different, um, hot shots and hot shots right. part mm-hmm. do, right. um, it just, but again, please understand growing up as a boy in the late eighties, early nineties, that was like, that hits the, like a, a an 11 through 14 year old boy wheelhouse I mean (laughs) Leslie Nielsen is standing at the bottom of a ladder when uh, Priscilla Presley walks up walks up this ladder and he's standing looking up her skirt and he goes nice beaver and she goes thanks I just had it stuffed and she hands down the stuffed beaver to him (laughs) I mean it's just so fucking funny I just I love I love everything about it so it doesn't surprise me Karen though that you're (laughs) you never saw you're you're probably not missing much I gotta i can see (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's check the river like the five communal cards you get in a game of texas hold'em the river can have anything turn up so our river segment this week we have an email from joshua
1: So Joshua writes, Mark, Karen, and Tony, I am an avid and long-term listener to your show. In your last episode, I noticed a lot of negative feelings towards digital table games, and I felt the need to comment on why I think this trend will continue and not just for cost-cutting reasons. I want you to meet my wife and I. We are young millennials and we are not big gamblers. In fact, we go to Vegas once a year, for the nice hotel rooms, the amazing food, and the opulent bars and nightlife. That being said, we absolutely prefer digital table games over the tables with a dealer. I was thinking back as to why that might be, but I've narrowed it down to a couple things. First, we love playing digital table games because of the low limits, so we can risk less and still have fun. Second, we love the slower pace. We can usually skip a turn here and there to recover from a big loss or win without pressure from everyone else in the dealers. And third, there is significantly less pressure to know what we are doing. As occasional gamblers, we aren't well trained on all the table rules and etiquettes. That last point is probably the biggest one for me. The digital games are so much more approachable. I still think back to one of my first trips to Vegas. A 21-year-old me tried to hand the dealer a $20 bill at the roulette table and got absolutely berated for not putting it down on the felt. I had no idea, and it only installed the idea that I needed to know what I am doing just to be able to play. Combine that with the fact that table lessons are hard to find, and it's just not worth the effort to learn when the digital machines have the same odds and no pressure. Is the move to save on labor costs? Absolutely. But I think there's a bigger factor at play. Millennials are much more introverted and tech-savvy than prior generations. Millennials generally prefer less pressure, less human interaction, and have smaller bankrolls. This is only being further exasperated by the pandemic and the emergence of Gen Z into their gambling age. We are now entering a period of time where millennials are the target demographic of the strip, so I absolutely cannot blame the casinos for adapting to them. Thanks, Joshua. P.S. Tony, you have great taste. Maker's Mark Cast Strength bourbon is absolutely the best bourbon on the planet.
2: That was an amazing email. I, I encourage emails like this all the time. This, this is the kind of thing that that feedback is for. Like th- this yeah. makes perfect sense. I, I totally get it. Uh, and to be clear, the only thing that we were really talking down about that roll to win uh, thing mm-hmm. is the table. Does it's it's not it's not felt like like right. the regular tables are. But I totally get their point of view and I agree with them.
1: Oh you yeah, know, it, I, I don't disagree with anything you said, and I completely agree with that fear of walking up to a table for the first time right. and not knowing what you're doing, which is part of the reason why I love gambling at Vegas vacations with a group of people right. because you have people there that are very experienced that are more than happy to walk you through, right. you know, the etiquettes and the protocols and the ins and outs. But yeah, no, I definitely agree. If it's, you're just walking up to a table that you don't, you're not a hundred percent sure, you know, what's going on. Oh, it can be very intimidating. Yeah, And it only takes, you know, one session like he had of, of somebody just, Berating him for not tossing your money yeah, on belt. I completely felt.
2: forgot about that. That's one of the things that uh, uh, I even dealt with before.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that, that Joshua is insanely brilliant with his observations as well for an entirely different reason. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> because he likes your choice of bourbon? Exactly right. <laughs> Joshua, as long
0: as you agree with me, buddy, you will never be wrong. <laughs> Listen, joking aside, Joshua, my wife is very much um, in your camp and my wife is, is if, if she's a millennial, she's a millennial only insofar as like she was year one of when quote unquote millennials right, technically right. started. Um, but that being said, much like you, Joshua, she also is quite introverted. And the idea of, of playing at a table where she might either potentially be berated by a, a dealer or berated by um, fellow Players at the table is a complete turnoff to her, and part of the reason why she loves slots and video poker like she does is because it's such a solo, individual, you know, experience. That being said, I am able to get my wife to join me and sit at these um, digital games mm-hmm. and play group uh, game, for lack of a better term, group gaming. When you're doing this, you know, you've got your machine, I have my machine, and together we're going to play like the tournament uh, black or the, yeah, the yeah, stadium, you know, those, stadium
1: style that's what it exactly was, yeah. those
0: yeah. sorts of things where realistically if she doesn't make a decision it's just gonna time out t- you know time her out and she she loses her bet so so i i totally 100 percent respect and agree where you're coming from um i think that my only caveat if i may joshua take the liberty of having a caveat to your comment though is simply to state there still is a place for these table games and i am a little concerned that we might be um forsaking the live table game experience to the digital table game and and as much as i want to say that you may be right they're starting to target or or cater more toward the millennial i think you're more correct in saying that now we the three of us tony mark karen being gen z we are coming into no no no
1: no we're xers we're not z's oh are we z's came over too old to be z no, oh, gee. Oh. it, it no, we're, we're Xers, trust me. Z comes after Y, oh, no, I believe which you. comes after millennials, which is then Z. Oh. Z comes after millennials? Oh. I think so, yeah.
0: Z's after millennial, that's fascinating. So we went Gen X, Gen Y, millennial, Gen Z?
1: I believe so. I could be wrong, but I believe that's the case. Because he even referenced it. He says now that Gen Z's are coming of age... Those would be people that are turning Uh, 21 now.
0: Yeah,
2: Gen X, then Millennials, then Generation Z.
1: Well, where are the the Ys?
2: There is no Y. There was a Y. Oh, also known as Generation Y. Millennials, also
0: known as Generation Y. Oh, okay, okay. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. It was like when iPhones came out. They were like, there was the one and the two and the three, and then they came out with the mini iPhone. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and went back <laughs> five, So I um, look, look, long story short, you know, one of the things, Mark, you had an observation, a really pretty damned cool observation, might I point out, uh, when we were together for 360 Vegas vacation, it was when we were on Fremont Street and they were playing our music. And you said you r- realize they're playing this music because they know. We're the generation that now has that disposable income. Right. They're now targeting us. They're no longer targeting the, boomers. the, the, the baby boomers yeah. and they're not playing the baby boomer music. This is our, you know, 80s and early 90s music. Right. And I'm like, oh, damn. On the one hand, I love that I'm being targeted. On the other hand, I hate that I'm old enough to be targeted. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, very cool, Joshua. Thank you very much, man. And uh, based on your kick-ass review, if you ever come out to a 360 Vegas vacation, uh, I think you and I should most definitely have a, uh, a, a bourbon together and, and and shoot the shit.
1: Or, so. if, or, Joshua, if you and your wife just happen to come out, let us know. Um, yeah. Mark and I would be more than happy to, to meet up with you. Kick-ass.
0: All right, kids, I think that probably should do it then for episode number 372. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at Patreon.com slash 360Vegas. And you can get 360Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, much like our buddy Joshua did, you can do that written or audio, and please send it to 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com.
2: Tony, where can folks find you? I'm at 360 Vegas, Tony. Karen. I am at 360 Vegas, Karen. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time.